Hello, it is December 8th, 2022, and you're listening to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast. How's it going? It's been like three weeks. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing doing very well. It's it has been a while. I feel like it's uh, like you know half the season has gone by since the last time we did a podcast. Almost. Yeah, and and I am not going to hate on you, but I know you've been out of fantasy football mode and more into professional football mode for like probably the last three or four weeks um, after you were statistically eliminated. But you know you're still playing for something. You're still you're still good to go, but uh, how have you been? How's the last three weeks been? Last three weeks have been good. You know, uh, I went to Australia to my stepbrother's wedding, oh, so that yeah. was really nice. Um, you know, learned a lot about what not to do in travel situations, so that was nice. And, yeah. uh, you know, made it back just in time for Thanksgiving and caught the flu, so that was nice. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how, how have your last couple of weeks been? Well, we missed you at Friendsgiving. You know, you're usually a an attendant there and you usually bring some delicious dishes and are a, a mighty uh Pictionary opponent. So maybe next year you can you can show up as long as you're not traveling abroad, which it seems you did a lot this year. I think you is that your second trip this year or abroad? Uh yeah. Well this year, obviously yeah. the wedding. Yeah, obviously I, the I, wedding I was thinking in Mexico, yeah. I was thinking um, Australia. Um I feel like you've been to Australia a few times in the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah, this is, uh, I guess in the past 10 years, I've maybe been there five times, maybe half a dozen times. So um, it's it, it's it's a great place to visit, really is. Um, just, I recommend business class or first class. Uh, ah, flying. if you're going to yeah. go that far. Yeah, yeah, yeah I really do. I but, flew first class for the first time in my life uh, about a month ago and when I went to Utah. And, oh, nice. You know, I know. And I was like, wow, I don't know if I could fly any other way. <laughs> like this is right. This you is get pretty on the nice. plane first. You're, you're drinking yeah. a glass of champagne while everybody else is slugging on like a bunch of peasants. And you're just like, oh, yes, this is a good life. I think it's just comfort and leg room, man. Like the comfort, the yeah. leg room, the, the flight goes by faster. I didn't hate it. And so, yeah, it's something something I got to definitely think about on my uh, my trips to Vegas and 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 whatnot. But but yeah. Well, I right. think uh, next trip to think about might be the next year's draft. I mean, I don't know where people are thinking, but I'm getting I'm pretty excited because uh, I'm over this year, let's say that. <laughs> I'm just excited and and I always look forward to the next gridiron draft, but I am excited not to uh have to head it up probably, not to have to uh be responsible for all that. It, it's it's a it's a load of work. It is. And I I would love for somebody to tell me where to go, what time and you know, I will be there uh, with my notes, ready to go uh, to draft another mediocre team next year in August. So, um, but anyway, anyway, let's talk. Let's talk about this year. I know, I know. Let's talk about this year. Let's talk about 2022. Um, and here's what we're gonna do, guys. We've never done this before, but we have no notes. 
about uh, today's podcast. We are literally just shooting from the hip and having a discussion about the gridiron teams um, from top to bottom, you know, where they're at right now, what they did wrong, what we think about their the rest of the season outlook, um, just general thoughts. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. Are you ready for this, Scott? Oh, I'm ready. All right, we'll start with Scott Hedeman. Um, number one in the league, has been number one for quite a bit, uh, I think two or three weeks, but definitely has been one of the more dominant teams throughout the year. Tell me, where do you think he ends up? What do you think of his team now? Just give me your general thoughts on Scott Hedeman's team. I mean, I know that it's awful, that, but we're going to say it, that normally number one seeds in our league do not win the championship. Yeah. going into the playoffs. But when you look at his team, I really can't see anybody beating him unless like just, you know, both of his quarterbacks have just bad weather games and, you know, score under 10 points because with Mahomes to Kelsey and Tua to Waddle, I mean, like those two stacking jacks right there beat probably any, all the bottom half teams right there. And he just kind of needs the rest of his team to show up. And with Ayuk and, a Buffalo receiver in McKenzie, you gave Josh Jacobs for nickels on the dollar, uh, Joe Mixon, even he's, he's going to show up almost every week. And when you, when you look at what, what he drafted, he really didn't move very far from what he drafted. He drafted Mahomes and Tua and Kelsey and Waddle. He drafted a lot of his, his pillars. So he, he made some trades in the season uh, to fortify other, other parts of his team. But I mean, all year long, if you look at his schedule, he didn't, he didn't score under 150, but a, you know, a couple of times and he was over 200 multiple times. So I would think that his team would win other than the curse of the first seed. And it's just, we've seen some wild things in playoffs. We have. So if you had to place a bet, I know you're not really a gambling guy, but if you had to place a bet on who would win the championship, would this be your number one? And you don't have to say who the number one is right now. This would be your number one. Right now? Yeah, because it's the first team we've looked at. (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah that, may, that makes it pretty obvious uh, but but i mean I, he does have a really solid team it's hard to bet against him any given week really unless they just really have they have some bad weather games coming up basically right this is what i'm going to say about scott's team this is probably the most put together team as a whole that you really didn't have to touch all year he really hasn't had any injuries that he's had to weather throughout the year. Okay. So Mahomes be nice. It is. And that's great. Um, but you know, he hasn't used barely any moves. He's used half of his moves. Mahomes and uh two tags, Waddle. Uh I know he's he's uh, acquired Ayuk and Jacobs throughout the season, but uh and I, I think he might have actually traded for Mixon. Um yeah he did but other than that, mm-hmm. Kelsey, I mean, he's really, honestly, he had one week where he revamped his defense all in once. I mean, this is a really, really put together team. And one of the, this has got to be one of the best drafts that we've ever seen in the gridiron. Literally put together from top to bottom and not touched for 13 weeks. Uh, is that good thing or is that a bad thing? Because what we've seen in the past is if you're going to win the gridiron championship, you got to find those players who get hot from weeks 12 to 17. So he hasn't really done that. Literally, these players have to play 
like they have for the first 13 weeks against Patrick Mahomes against anybody and, and, you know, two attacks, I, Kelsey, I, I think that we can confidently say that they're going to put up a battle for these last three weeks. However, or four weeks, however, somebody who is prospectively going to get eighth place, I've looked ahead. Go look at week 15 for Hedeman's team and the matchups. You will see nightmare matchups. Now, I know this team is great, okay? This team is awesome. But you do not want... I mean, Patrick Mahomes against Houston, as much as you want to down on Houston, as much as you want to say Houston sucks, as they do, they're the worst team. They're one of the first teams eliminated from playoff contention. Their pass defense hasn't really been that bad. Okay? They've been run all over. But their pass defense, fourth fewest points to QBs, and uh, against receivers, they've really done a really good job on the back end. Okay? When you're going into up into Buffalo at two of tags is in December, that's not a great place to play. And that's what two of tags is doing. He's got Jacobs against New England, uh, who's one of the top 10 teams, uh, the third best against running backs against Jacobs. I'm just saying. You know, we always say that one topples. One of the most important things that you need to do throughout the year is look at these uh, playoff uh, schedules, right? Now, when you're looking and drafting Patrick Mahomes, he plays Houston first week of the playoffs. Of course, you're going to be like, rah, 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 you know, it's not a big deal. I'm just saying, this could be somebody that could be a surprise knockoff in the first week just because. He's got some terrible, terrible matchups. Um, I think that Scott's obviously the team that nobody wants to face face in the playoffs, but give some hope for whoever gives that eighth seed, which could be a number of people. All right, let's move on to uh, number two here, the Maestro. And this guy was last place last year. Has, I mean, as much shame as the gridiron has ever thrown on somebody throughout a year. We threw at Michael last year. So I guess he is a bit deserving of getting one of these high seeds. Tell me what you think of Michael. He, he's he got a team that, of a lot of players that, uh, you know, people didn't necessarily know how well they're going to do this year. You know, Rogers with no, uh, no wide receivers. He's come on late because, uh, uh, Maestro had kind of a tough start. You know, he didn't start off great, but he he started he came back strong. So he had he lost three out of his first four, but then went on what an eight game winning streak. Like that's pretty pretty amazing. So he he righted his ship early on, which was kind of huge with some trades. Um, he he's really kind of led by his quarterbacks and wide receivers between Dak Prescott and Rodgers. Um, They've got pretty decent matchups uh, in first week of playoffs. I love Jamar Chase coming back off an injury. If he can be anything close to what he was, he's, he's going to be a beast again. Um, I I'd like his team. I don't love it, though. Um, I I could see him doing well, but I don't see him winning the ship with, with this, uh, this bunch of baboons here. <laughs> I, I really like Michael's team. I think I got a text from an undisclosed gridiron member 
uh, a few weeks ago saying, did Michael just pick up the league winner at wide receiver? And he, I think he was referring to Christian Watson. Um, Christian Watson has really blown up for the last four or five weeks, probably looking at yes. somebody who, who we can confidently draft next year in the second or third round. Honestly, um, the only thing that I see there, and I know we've seen a little, little bit of Jordan Love and Christian Watson play already, but if they shut down Aaron Rodgers for the rest of the season, which is something they could possibly do if Green Bay falls out of contention, Jordan Love doesn't give me as much confidence in Christian Watson as uh, Aaron Rodgers might have. I think that not only do does Christian Watson kind of uh, lose that dynamic uh, air yards gained ability but also green bay's game plan changes to more of a run attack than the pass attack with jordan love a more balanced attack um i know that that's what green bay was earlier in the season but jordan love gives them a little bit more of a uh balanced attack maybe something on the ground in the air so i i don't know if christian watson is the game winner i don't know if he's 2021's amon st brown that brought me a championship last year, but it's definitely good to have. Okay. Um, I really, really, really like his receivers, Jamar Chase, uh, Juju Smith, Schuster, Donovan Peoples Jones and Christian mm-hmm. Watson. I mean, at this point, do you bench Schuster? Do you bench Peoples Jones? He's got a plethora of depth on that team. He's got, even got Kadarius Tony's coming back this week. So um, yeah, as long as this team doesn't have any bye weeks I'll be glad that he's not in my bracket. Uh, it, coming up if I make the plays. The only thing is, is, I will say, okay, so week 15, he does have matchups in fairly warm weather areas. It just, you have to realize too that, you know, he's run by his wide receivers and quarter, quarterbacks here. So if, say, he gets by week week one of playoffs, I'm worried about him, like, you know, him coming into cold weather and all passing attacks being hindered by that, essentially. Because, for instance, week 16, He's got Dak versus Philly. He's got Juju versus Seattle. He's got New, at New England for Jamar Chase. He's got not his matchups don't go very well. And like I said, the further you get into December, the worse the weather is going to get. So that, that's my main concern with this team. He, he does have a great team. Like I said, he's got a plethora of wide receivers to choose from that could put up a flurry of points at any moment. Yeah. No, I mean, I I, I fear this team more than I fear Hedman's team. And the reasoning is just because of uh, the balance of the team. I think he has an immensely better defense than Hedman does. And you know how I am with defense. Love IDP. I think IDP is definitely the, a game changer when it comes to these playoffs. Ladarius Sneed, Drew Tranquil, uh, those are those are stars. Those are people who are going to get some work and, and put up some points. So, again really happy that he's not going to be in my bracket. I think that this could be the year of the Michael. I really think that that if there's somebody that's going to put up numbers in the playoffs and, and go far, it's going to be him. So did, um, did he have a daughter this year? Uh, yes, he did. Oh, well, okay. I might have to put some money on Michael too. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So let's talk about notorious. Notorious. He's, really dropped off i mean yeah ever since you traded him to sean watson for jalen hurts let's talk about that trade let's talk about that go go ahead that was a terrible that should have that should have been vetoed honestly Mm. i wasn't awake enough during that 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 honestly should have been vetoed 
that was not a fair trade at all. To Listen. to think that Deshaun Watson was going to come back and like be anything close to what he was after not playing football for two years, while Jalen Hurts is literally in the middle of an MVP like season. So like it just it was a terrible trade. I I don't know if you just took care of took advantage of his good nature or he was drunk or what, but I mean. Looking at his team, like if you were to put Jalen Hurts in here, it's a pretty good team. But with Sean Watson, it's just – I mean, it, it, it's, it really shouldn't even really be in the playoffs, honestly. He's got – the rest of his team's okay with Mike Evans and Aaron Jones and Andy Dalton. Like, really? He's got Pittman on the bench. Pittman, Michael Pittman's pretty good. But, like, it's really – the rest of it's, like, just putting up enough points. I feel like Hurts was really the leader of his team. And when that happened, it just his team doesn't even look like a playoff team to me anymore. Oh, it definitely looks like a playoff team. I mean, there's the yeah. receiver tree. He has a receiver trio. Garrett Wilson's one of the hottest receivers in the NFL right now. Uh, Mike Evans has really underplayed, but again, it's Mike Evans, number one uh, receiver on that team, and he's going to get pelleted with targets just over and over. Um, he has the side every week between Mike Williams and uh, Michael Pittman Jr., who he traded for, and that's what he wanted that depth after he lost Cooper Cup. So that's the thing. The reasoning in Michael or in in Danny's mind was that if Deshaun Watson plays like a – Not really on – I'm sorry. I'm just looking at his receivers right now. Mike Williams hasn't done shit in weeks, so you really can't expect that much from him. Mike Evans hasn't topped – hasn't gotten double points in over six weeks. And then your best receiver is a Jets wide receiver? I'm not putting money in the bank for that. I'd rather fucking send him home. Like that's – that's not good, man. Michael Pittman Jr., I guess, is great, but he could still have bad weeks because the Colts' offense sucks. It really does. And you're just hoping that he get, he shoulders out his corner and gets a touchdown each week. That's about it. And they lose anyways because they suck. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I don't know. It's It looks awful. Please go ahead with the reasoning. I'm, I'm sure it's it's got to be good. It's got to be out if, there. If play. Deshaun Watson plays as like a 10 through 15 quarterback, ranked 10 through 15 in the NFL, which is – very reasonable for somebody who used to be a top five quarterback. Okay. Whether you like the Browns or you think Deshaun Watson, what he did was terrible or whatever, thinking that he's going to play on a weekly basis of a 10 to 15 QB1. That's... Why would you think that? Why would that? That's not, that's, not a, that's not a logical thought process at all. He hasn't played football in two years and he's on a brand new team. And that brand new team is the fucking Browns. So, like, it's not like he, he went from a situation and went, like, higher up and, and got a better situation. No, he, he might as well dug a hole, take a dump in it, finger it, and then lay his fucking face in it. That's where he's starting. That's shit. Jalen Hurts is the number three quarterback this year. Why would he trade the number three quarterback right now for someone that maybe has potential to possibly not go to jail for being such a cunt? Like, that's not, that's not, a, good, that's not a good trade. There's no logical thought process of that being a good trade, other than you got Jalen Hurts and you think it's a good trade. I, I don't it. think it's. I don't think it's a good. I, I think obviously I wouldn't have done it if I didn't think my my it made my team better. So I made a trade based yeah, on anybody. Anybody would have done that trade. Yeah, made so your team better. Should have been vetoed. Like I said, it should have been fucking vetoed. You can't veto any. That's not a. a yeah. No. The, the third it. place. It's a veto based on the first place. Based on the fact that he he does not know what he is doing he was first in place not he is not fit to manage his own team we will assign you a co-manager 
And oh. from there on, all trades need to go through both managers. So one because of the things that is, was just absurd. You know, absolutely, Danny is absolutely going to listen to this, and he's going to be very upset. I, I feel like he's. I, I very, don't think any of them listen. To uh, so, <laughs> I think he's going to be very slighted at the fact that you think that he is an unfit manager because of a trade that he made. And honestly, it's a, it's it's Hurts not an egregious Watson. trade. Hurts for Watson. It's an egregious. It was Michael trade. Pittman Jr. Michael Pittman Jr. was in the trade. It wasn't a straight up Hurts for Watson. It was Michael Pittman Jr., who a lot of people think would be a top ten wide receiver. It was him balancing his team out, would. and he saw. Well, but he's not essentially that. That what you're saying that he's not a top ten receiver, and he hasn't been because he has a shit quarterback thrown to him. So that doesn't really change anything. I think judgment needs to come after the season's over. Right. After we see how terrible Watson finishes. If Danny can't make it out of the first round or does it has just a terrible, you know, whatever, and Hurts just tears up the playoffs, then you're going to say, Danny, that was a moronic move. And he even will tell you that was a moronic but, move. But we cannot say that it's terrible right now. When he was in first place, he suffered two season-ending injuries from his star tight would... end and star wide receiver in the one week, and he decided to balance his team out. Can't Jalen Hurts has a 341 points. He traded him for a quarterback with four, Danny, four points. Danny doesn't need four. wins. Yeah, he, he, after he played for one week. Yeah, Danny not, didn't need not wins. in the near future because he ain't gonna get any. There's two things. Danny didn't need wins. He had clinched the playoffs, and he didn't want number one seed. Danny's going to have one of the easiest paths to the championship now for doing that. Just throwing that out there, and we'll talk He's about that in a little the bit. Easiest path because his team is crap now. So, well, I, I think Danny did a fine job of drafting. Obviously, we can agree on that. I think that he put together a really, really good team, and it just so happened two or three weeks ago, it absolutely like a house of cards fell down. Okay, it was a like one of the worst injury weeks for any team I've ever seen. It was terrible. Uh, and, you know, you're forced at that point to try to make some moves. He has. And he's really honestly just given these teams, these last four or five teams that he's played, uh, wins. He's just bent over, and he knew he was going to make the playoffs. He knew he, he was going to go in. So we'll see. I mean, this is a strategy we really honestly have never seen. Okay, I make the playoffs early. I'm 8-1, and 8-2. and two. I'm literally just going to tank the rest of the year because my team just get got dismantled. He's got six buys by pretty prominent people that he has on his team in week 14. Like, we'll see if this works for him. But, Danny, I'm not going to judge you until I see how you do in the playoffs. No pressure. No pressure. I'm judging you. I know. And the whole league is judging, actually, as well. Let's talk about a fun one. Fupa Slayer. This was a surprise for sure. I did not think his team was going to do this well at all. Oh, I'm not surprised, but go ahead. You you let me know what you think. I mean, it, really, it's led it's led by his quarterbacks and wide receivers again. You know, oh Eckler, excuse me, Eckler is. Can we talk about how his, he was? He got surprised. this team drafted for him. First of all, yeah, let's talk about it. Okay, I mean, so this so he drafted Lamar Jackson, so we can give him Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah, and then the, the rest, the rest are kind of misfits, right? They're kind of like, yeah, this was a highest ranked person, but 
nobody else wanted to pick him at that spot. Right. Or there, no, there were times where there was a higher ranked person. We went down a little bit because we didn't want to take someone that someone actually wanted. But somehow every time we were like scrolled down a little bit, usually be like Trevor would be like, Oh, I wanted that guy. And we're like, we thought he was crap. Yeah. And, well, I mean, but you be like, when you're in the draft room and we're all drafting, if you draft somebody and I'll be up on the podium, some I'll be like, oh, man, Derek Carcass drafted. Oh, God. Like, really? You thought he was good? Like, everybody has different thoughts. If we all had the same thoughts of who's good and who's not, then this league would not even be fun. It's, it's fun because of the uh, separate thoughts that we have of who's good and who's not good. Regardless, he drafted Eckler and Chubb. Is there any running back in fantasy that's not uh, that's more unsexy than Chubb? Now he traded away Chubb two weeks ago, but he's here. He's here in the playoffs because of Chubb and Eckler, mm. right? And Lamar Jackson yeah. playing decent. Yeah. So go ahead. Do your thing. No, I mean, he 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 didn't draft Eckler. He must have traded for him later on. But he did draft Chubb. And like you said, he he's here because of them, really. And Lamar Jackson having crazy games throughout the season. That's You can kind of link those up with his wins a lot of times. Um, but he's, he's kind of scraped together a decent season, surprisingly. Uh, I don't know how he's going to do in the playoffs. It, I think it really comes down to – to Eckler now, because like you said, he traded away Chubb because Eckler can, you know, have 10 points or 30 points. You know, I just feel like it's, it's always a coin flip with him, basically. Um, he traded for Eckler it, before the season started. Oh, before the season started. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He traded um, uh, Daniel Jones, Brandon Cooks, and Saquon. He, he's going to be in. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Eckler, Carter, and Ayuk. But go on. Well, that's a pretty good trade. Um, I was going to say, he's going to be in big trouble if Lamar Jackson can't come back for the playoffs for him, though, and he has to start Desmond Ritter because I don't think that's going to be pretty at all because Lamar Jackson could be out anywhere from one to three weeks, and if it's anything more than one, then he might be in big trouble. He's been out of moves for going on like two weeks now. <laughs> I forgot about that. That is hilarious. He has no moves. Um, if this game final game meant anything to him he would be out of the playoffs um but he's squeaked out wins in fact three in a row yeah squeaked exactly so i think that he deserves to be here but a lot of the reason why he deserves to be there is because when everybody else looked left on some of these people that were drafted duvernay uh had a great early year chubb had a great early year. You know, Mariota really did play out of his shoes on some of these weeks. Shockingly. Um, yeah. Shockingly. AJ Brown was really good value. Christian Kirk was really good value. Some of his defense, Nick Bolton was drafted for him. That was super value. I think, good Lord, I'm going to draft Nick Bolton in like the fourth round next year. I love Nick Bolton. Um, but the thing is, John tried. John had a really good team. But he tried desperately all year to hit that home run with a backup quarterback or mm-hmm. with somebody. You know, he 
I would love to go back and count how many times he tried to snake people and it failed. Had to have been like seven or eight of his moves where he's like, oh, I'm going to pick up that backup. And then the guy trots back on the field. He's like, oh, all right. Like he tried really, really hard to do that. And he did. I mean, he's got Darnold, right? Who's starting for him this week. Yeah. He's got yeah. Ritter who is filling in for Mariota now. I mean, it worked to a certain extent, but he was desperate on picking up these backups, picking up people he thought he had value and trying to trade them away. And it didn't quite work out like he wanted. He didn't get that huge piece that you need to like win a championship uh, by adding on to a great team. His team's great. Love the receivers. If Lamar is healthy, he can play with Lamar and Ritter. I have no problem with Lamar Ritter, three good receivers, Eckler and uh, Gibson, I guess. Whew, it's kind of rough. Ep and Gibson, and then Andrews. Even though Andrews really hasn't shown that he's 100% healthy in the last six weeks, seven weeks. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I mean his, his team's okay. I think it's one of the weaker teams in the playoffs. So I don't think this is year. I don't think we have to worry about having one of those years where somebody got their team drafted for them and they win the gridiron. That's not going to happen. No, I don't think that's going to happen. I think some crazy circumstances would have to occur for that to happen. Right. That's not going to happen. So we don't have to worry about that. But um, a good year by John. I mean, he put together a yeah. really good team. It was a good effort. I know he didn't draft it. He'll draft it next year. Um, and... Uh, yeah. Good job. Let's let's go to number five. Neil. You know Neil's gonna be listening. You know he's gonna oh, have to disco he's gonna, lemonade. He's gonna dissect everything, every word we say. Go ahead. What do you think of Neil's team? He's got a fairly like solid all around team. Like, you know, he's got not great quarterbacks, but he's got good quarterbacks. They've, you know, put up enough each week. Um, and Brady and Daniel Jones, he's got pretty good wide receivers, not amazing. You know, DK hasn't had the best year, but he's still very solid. Uh, Jacoby Myers is okay, you know, every once in a while. He's Christian McCaffrey was, I mean, that was kind of the big, the big move for him, getting Christian McCaffrey to move over to San Francisco because that was huge for his point totals every week. That's that's really going to be his forefront because I think a lot of his team, like I said, is pretty consistent. Christian McCaffrey is really a difference maker of whether he's going to have a big week or not. Usually, um, I really wish he has Pat Fryermuth as tight end. I really wish he'd get a little more involved in the offense, but we'll see. I mean, he hasn't really been his, his first year with Ben. He was amazing in the red zone because he has great hands. And he really just hasn't gotten the looks in the red zone this year, unfortunately, with Kenny Pickett under center. I do like his defense too. Pretty solid. With, uh, Who is Warner getting looks in the red zone? Team. Deontay Johnson, who just drops every uh, fucking pass. It, no, it just depends on who complains that week. So it was Pickett for a minute, then Deontay Pickett's Johnson complaining. complained. Uh, no, no, but it was it, Pickett was getting the looks initially. Then right. uh, originally, and then they weren't letting him pass as much. And then Deontay Johnson complained that he was open every every play. And so last game, he Pickett basically got. I think he only got like one pass, and he didn't even get it to like the fourth quarter. And Deontay Johnson got everything else, and he dropped the ones in the red zone. Um, so yeah, it's 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 really it, it's been it's been kind of like a I feel like, uh, like it's a bunch of chickens fighting basically um, because 
he really just needs to go down there and pick the best matchup because he did that with Connor Hayward and it was a beautiful touchdown. You know, don't don't get into the red zone and be like, okay, I have to throw it to Deontay Johnson or else he's going to be a little bitch about it. Like, no, no. If he's going to be a little bitch, he's going to be a little bitch whether he gets the ball or not. Let him fuck off. Um, mm-hmm. But back to Neil's team, like I said, he has a very solid defense as well. He's a solid all-around team. I, I don't – it doesn't jump off the page to me, but I could see him going deep into the playoffs with it. Yeah, I have him in the top four. Mm-hmm. I like the that. thing, the thing that I'll say, and he's kind of bounced it out that he wants to play one of these weed teams in the first round, which may or may not work. I, I think it might work. Um, the thing that about Neil's team is he's kind of sat for a while. Okay, that's a, that's not a terrible thing um, to sit on a good team and just say, hey, you know, I'm going to move forward with this team, but. I think the biggest thing going forward for Neil, because he's got the moves, he saved up these moves all year so he could have some moves here at the end. The biggest thing is going to be health. If his team can stay healthy throughout the playoffs, if he misses a Christian McCaffrey week, if he misses a uh, Kenneth Walker the third week, uh, if one of his quarterbacks is unhealthy, whether it be Dale Jones, Tom Brady's probably going to play every game, DK Metcalf sits down, Jacoby Myers sits down. Like, if he has to fill in those spots, I worry about how Neil's team's going to move forward. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm also worried about Tom Brady. I know he's facing New Orleans last week. I don't know if you watched that game. No, I didn't. He couldn't move the ball. I mean, it's re- he really struggled until the end of the game. New, the New Orleans really has his number, though. He, they no do. No matter what. The they New Orleans do. could have it. They could be have zero wins on the year, and they'll beat Tom Brady for some reason. Like mm-hmm. they, they really they, their defense goes light out, lights out against Tom Brady, and then Mike Evans gets into no fight with somebody. It's it's good football. It's a surprise to me that every other team in the NFL doesn't watch New Orleans game tape and just say, "Hey, let's do that." Um, yeah. I think he he kind of dissected him in the fourth quarter because. They stopped running the ball, and he threw it underneath, and that's kind of, you know, what got him. But, you know, Tom Brady's schedule is really, you know, what Neil's depending on. Cincinnati in the first round ain't so uh, ain't so juicy, if you know what I mean. Um, they are eighth against the QB. It's, uh, you know, not not the greatest of matchups. And from there on out, he's pretty good. So if he can get past that first round, um, then I, I like Neil's chances. I don't like him as good as Michael's. Okay. I don't like him as good as uh, as Hedman's, probably. If Hedman can get past that first round, I think Hedman's got a, a really good chance. But I do like Neil's chances to get to that Final Four because I think he's going to have a really easy uh, first-round matchup. So um, I know he's he really wants that first championship. Oh, before we go on any further, how how many? So we can kind of agree it's going. It's either me, Max, or Cause for that eight seed. Everybody else is locked in. Okay. How many uh, have-nots do we have? Michael, Neil, Brad, Clay. Brad's not locked in. Brad's locked in. Look at the points. Twenty-one forty-one. I mean, I don't know. He's not locked in. I mean, until how is he not locked in? There. If he loses this week, 
He's seven and seven. You need. There's James nobody Garfield, else that can replace him. James Garfield or Professor, if they score more than 141 points than him, Max would have to score more like than 100. 250 points. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he's locked in. Clay's locked in because that's 100 points. He's he's only a couple points behind him. So if you're talking about it's just like this eighth seed that's really un mm-hmm. un you know unsettled. So we'll have four half knots and four uh, people that have won the championship, probably, unless Cause pulls off a miracle, and then it'll be five and three. That's that's pretty exciting. At least half the people uh, going into the playoffs will not have changed. That's good odds, right? That is good. That odds. is that is that's good. It's a very exciting. Definitely root good for odds half for knots. sure. You want to talk about Ubat? Oh, let's talk about Ubat. 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 By the way, I'm drinking uh, this red wine. It's Advent. Uh, one of those Advent calendars where you drink wine. Every oh, day. nice! This is the eighth. Oh, it's a, nice. it's really cheap. It's a um, Pinot Noir. Um, there you go. Got a little bottle, but yeah, I've never actually done spirit. an Advent calendar. I, want, I might do that. Yeah, if you year. ask Brad, uh, do not piss off Advent, whatever that means. It says do not piss off Advent, so you got to follow it and drink it every day. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't like walk around and just open them all of them or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can't, can't skip. skip. Yeah, it's that's bullshit. Yeah, talk about um, Brad. Talk about you bet. Yeah. You bet. I mean, he's he's got a solid team. He was like, you know, top two in our league for majority of the year. Just the last couple of weeks, he's kind of fallen off a little bit. Um, it's, I mean, obviously led by Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, both solid with. You know, his, he's got Allen to Diggs, uh, connect, uh, stack and jack, which is fucking amazing. Um, the rest of his team falls off a little bit from there. Adam Thielen's been okay. He's a little hit or miss. Um, T. Higgins has been picking it up lately, but uh, I do like Leonard Fournette for like a random touchdown, but he's more of a running back two than a running back one, and he's that's what he's used to mass. Um, he does have Kamara, but yeah, Kamara really hasn't been himself for a while. So he's got he's got a good he's got a solid team, but like I said, it's it's very head, it's very uh, heavy on the front end, basically with Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Like if if they don't have a good a good game, the rest of his team is not going to be able to to lift him up and win a game. So going into the colder weather, let me look at his Week 15 matchups real quick. Uh, Miami and at Tampa Bay, that's not terrible. Um, I could see him winning at least week one. I don't see him going much further than that, though, because I think he's going to hit a very solid team that's going to win on defense and, you know, have two solid, like like I said, he's got two solid guys up front, but past that, it's really, it's kind of crap. I despise his running backs. Yeah, they're like... Kamara I mean, and Fournette. Fournette's all right. And Kamara... No, I mean, like, did you, watch, really you didn't watch his last game. They didn't play him. They played... Rashard White. Why didn't he's got play? a foot injury. He's not one hundred percent. Fournette's playing on on a hobbled foot, and they're playing yeah, Rashard White as a running back one. So he basically has no running backs then. He's Cause... it's it's an issue. I mean, Kamara is always good for one or two games a year. Hopefully, he gets that one in the playoffs. But again, he's also dependent because he's got those two stacking jacks, Burrow to yeah. Higgins and Allen to Diggs. If one of them has a bad game, he's cooked. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's very, it's very uh, front heavy. Like if those, if they don't have a huge game, nobody else on his team 
really has any chance of having a good game because they don't they just don't have the potential even. He's got a defense yeah. full of dart throws too. It's just a bunch of guys that he's gathered that together never, throughout the week. Never hit. <laughs> right. So it's one point, right, one point, three points, one point. <laughs> he's just very, very buoyed by uh Yeah, his his team is super buoyed by Diggs and Allen's projections. That's why his team's yeah. so high. He's getting forty six points, forty seven points out of two players. So yeah. uh yeah, I mean we're gonna have to see. He he really needs Allen and Diggs to like perform like they're supposed to throughout the playoffs. Or I don't think he makes it out of the first round. I think he plays Clay and loses in the first round. And the the person that we thought would win at the beginning of the year, somebody were like, This team is ridiculous, got Allen Burrow and Diggs and Higgins could not literally could not build a team around those four and it's going to fall apart. I mean, that's where the weakness shows. If you're going to have those four, you got to be more like Hedman. You got to have literally good players at every other spot. And he just doesn't have it. He could have um, filled in the rest of the spots with free agents, honestly. And he should have, and he still can. Um, how many moves? He got four moves. He should be like looking at these players and, and stabbing, taking stabs like every single day. Yeah. If he's not, I did like, however, he him picking up those two quarterbacks. I know he won't use them. It's like a defense mechanism. But Brock Purdy and and uh, Tyler Huntley, I mean, those are quarterbacks that maybe I want on my team. Maybe, you know, somebody else might want throughout the playoffs. Um, I think that Tyler Huntley could be like a 20-plus point quarterback. Uh, so it, I, I can almost guarantee that Tyler Huntley outscores one of his quarterbacks this week. Maybe I'm sorry. I com- I completely missed that Jimmy Garoppolo fractured his foot. That is yeah. such a Jimmy Garoppolo thing to do. Like, <laughs> that's classic. like that's like he's classic. It really is. It's so that is so Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now you have to start Brock Purdy. That's hilarious. Uh, Brock Purdy. Um, <laughs> let's go eternal touchdown. This oh, is your eternal touchdown. It, I mean. He's got a pretty solid team. Between Herbert and Murray, they could both put up a flurry of points. Um, they both can have a bit of a down week sometimes too, though. So the, he's got to hope that they have good matchups. Um, I don't know how – see how Denver's defense is. In week one, Murray's at Denver. I don't necessarily love that for him. But, yeah. uh, you know, he's got Amara St. Brown. He's got Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. He's, he's got pretty solid team. Even Ezekiel Elliott has been uh, coming back a little stronger lately. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson's just, you know, solid guy. Not huge RB1, but a solid RB2. Uh, I, I like I like Clay's team. I don't see any holes on his team. He's got a solid defense even. You know, I've got half of his defense was, like, on my watch list. Uh, you know, he's, I don't see him being an easy out by any means. For being one of the lower teams – uh, seeds going into the playoffs, he is definitely not an easy out. Even his tight end at George Kittle could go off at any point. So I don't like you said. If he plays Brad Week One, I could see. I could definitely see Eternal Touchdown uh, winning that game. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I like. I, I like his. I like his chances a lot because his. I mean, Murray or Herbert could go off for a forty burger any week. But his team doesn't need them to go go off a forty burger every week. 
he's he's got he's got a solid team. I like him. I like his chances. And I like his even though you said about Kyler Murray in Denver, that's not a great matchup, but I like his uh his uh his week the rest of his week fifteen matchups. If he can mm-hmm. win that game, anything can happen. I really think that he has that that's not a person you want to face week one of the playoffs. Not at all. And if it's a four no. five seed, then that's gonna be a problem. So then you move on to the second week or the next week and you hope that uh you know you can sneak one by him. But his team is balanced top to bottom. I would have said that his mm-hmm. big biggest weakness would have been RB two. But the past three weeks, Zeke and Rashad White have looked like animals. Um, so his running back situation is actually really good now. I think he's done really well. I mean, I literally dropped bombs on him, dropped trade bombs on him all year trying to get uh, Amon Ra that I gave up to him earlier this year, like an idiot, Amari Cooper, or CeeDee Lamb. He wasn't budging at any point, and 2021 Clay would have budged multiple times. I mean, this guy is sticking mm-hmm. with his guns, and he's going forward, and it, it it's worked out for him. I really like his team going forward, and, and it's going to be – I mean, not to mention his defense or his kicker. Like, I love Frankie Louvu, Max Crosby. I mean, those guys have produced mm-hmm. every single week, and he said, hey, I'm the defensive whisperer. Jalen Petrie had, had a really good week last week against Cleveland. Who knows? This could be one of the league winners at, at, at safety. I'm afraid of Clay's team. I think this he could be a contender this year. Michael and Clay, those are two teams where I'm watching where I'm like, oh shit, like they could they could make runs for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, Sex Raptor, be honest, where are we at? Well, I mean, you're starting with Jalen Hurts. It's a great place to start with top three quarterback. You know, you didn't have to give up anything for him, so that's a great great way to start. Is a free top three quarterback right before you go into playoffs. <laughs> Boom. That's write that down, people. Do that every year. You do that and you'll you'll be really good. Um, because I mean, if you didn't have him, if you were starting Deshaun Watson and Mike White, like I mean, I know Mike White came out and did 32 points first week, but he's not gonna do that every week. I think the more he plays, the lower his point total goes because they just have more and more film on him and he's going he's at Buffalo next week. You're lucky that week one of playoffs it's versus Detroit. That's like your saving grace there. But, I mean, if I even make it, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not there. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm good. You're. You're just about there, and you've got some uh, good matchups this week. I could see it. I could see it. You see, wide receivers are pretty good. You have a nice stack of Jack, Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts. Um, I like uh, Jameson Williams. He's he's been he should come back pretty strong, but we'll see. Uh, the team is question mark. I don't know. Well, I I like I had him for a while. I had him on my bench on my IR spot. Before. I know you I did because he's, he's super talented. He's supposed to be, yeah, he's super talented. He's supposed to come back and be really good, and that'd be amazing. Um, Derrick Henry has been kind of hit or miss lately. Like if you look at his point totals, it's like 20, 13, 4, 20, 7. You know, like it, it, you you got to really hope that you know he doesn't have a bad week basically because. Once you pass Jalen Hurts, like your team doesn't have many uh, kind of like dependable point scorers, basically, until you get to Derrick Henry. So you better hope that he doesn't have a bad point score because the rest of it, yes, you have a great defense. And I love your defense with Duran James and Minka Fitzpatrick and Michael Parsons and Alua Khan, even Justin Houston. 
you still need your offense to show up. And a lot of that's led by Jalen Hurts. So I think you're a little top-heavy as well, kind of like I was saying about Brad's team. You're a little top-heavy. You, you got some holes here because, I mean, can you really depend on Brandon Cooks? Can you really depend on Jamison Williams? Not really. And you don't even have no. any other choices. Your other choice is Julio Jones, who is, I mean, a shell of his former self, if that. It, it might just be uh, three dwarves in a big suit running around out there. You know, I, I don't know, but it, because it doesn't look like Julio Jones, I, I think it, it might be dwarves in a suit. Definitely so, has looked slow, so that would explain it. Yeah, if you don't get Jalen Hurts having one of his MVP-like games and then have at least one or two other people pepper in a couple touchdowns, I don't think your defense has enough to carry you through the playoffs. So, first of all, thank you for saying that my wide receivers are okay. They are dog shit. They are so bad. <laughs> I was trying to mess because I like I wanted Jameson Williams to come back and be good. And Jameson like, Williams is like, a huge oh. question mark. Like, oh, okay, this guy's a superstar. Like, he's supposed to be good, so good. <laughs> if yeah, I know he's supposed to be so good, but he's gonna play behind the guys who have been producing. I mean, Dar- uh, DJ Chark has had pretty productive weeks the last two weeks. Uh, Khalif Raymond and Reynolds have been on their team the whole year and have been producing. Amon St. Browns are obviously the number one. If Jameson Williams is as good as they say he is, then he needs to be in the slot for like at least 30 snaps next week. If not, or this week, if not, then we got problems. I got problems. It's literally just rolling the dice. It's literally, what are you going to do, coach? You're going to put him on the field? You're not going to put him on the field? I don't know. I have no idea. I know they're playing Minnesota, which is a pretty good matchup. So we'll see. Um, I need help in the wide receiver spot. I can't win with these wide receivers. So I've thought I have one move left. I'm thinking of, I got two balancing things in my mind, right? Uh, do I use a move to get Michael Gallup? Who's had two really good weeks, uh, has a decent playoff matchups, um, has been somebody that's been targeted over and over. Uh, risk that they're not going to sign OBJ. I don't think they'll sign OBJ at this point. And have zero moves left going forward. Have balance at every position except for quarterbacks that I'd have to play Taysom at quarterback every single week. Do I do that? Or do I save that last move for something if there's an emergency? I'm thinking they are about to sign OBJ. (laughs) I'm just saying they are about to sign OBJ. They're about to do it. You think so? Why is he going to basketball games, Michael Parsons? Because they're friends. I don't know. I think the players want him to sign him, but they're like, your knee is not that great. I think they're, I think (laughs) we're past that point. Yeah, I Um, think we're past that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got some good matchups in Houston, Jacksonville. I would go ahead and use it because if you don't week one, if you don't win week one, then what are you saving it for? <laughs> if I don't win this week, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. If you don't win this week, I would go ahead and do it because your your wide receivers are, are quite garbage. Between Jamison Williams and uh, Brandon Cooks, that could be two goose eggs you're looking at. Yeah. Yeah, that you, 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 go, you go in with two goose eggs. Yeah. And it's really rough too. Oh God. 
Well, yeah, I mean, you're probably right. I hate to sit here and be like, you know, whatever, but I'm going to drop this guy. Oh, that was oh. rough. Wow. Dropped a yep. Jones. That's Never my team thought now. I'd see the day. Yep, 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 yep. I, I, you know, I had to do it. I had to do it. Had to put up, uh, had to put up a fight this week, and and we'll see if I can actually do it. But uh, you know, no moves. This is my team going forward. If uh, Mike White gets hurt, Taysom, get in there. You're my new quarterback too. <laughs> Mike get White gets there. benched. Yeah, I mean, you know, I did my best. I did my best. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it'll be a fun matchup. These, are, this is why we play fantasy football, right? Tonight, this is why we tonight's do it. game. Me versus Max. Max has three people playing. He's got Derek Carr. He's got uh, uh, Bobby Wagner. And he's got Cam Akers. Three of the biggest players in the game. This is like a lot of his week. I'm sitting there watching with no people, hoping this game ends 0-0. And there's an earthquake that hits the, the field and they can't play this week. Like, this is big time. Big time. Big time. Big time. But, but getting that you have used all 30 moves allowed in this league is not what I want to see right now. Yikes. Yeah, it's a scary feeling. It's okay. It's okay. I, I know you're there with me, and uh, you could talk to oh, yeah. Um. Okay. Let's go to Max's team. What do you think of Max this year? I think he's really un- underappreciated. Uh, I agree. He's He's got a pretty solid team when you look at it all around. I mean, Derek Carr has been – pretty good all year other than the one game again at new Orleans. He's been very solid quarterback. Kirk cousins has been as well. Um, Keenan Allen finally came back looking like his, his former self. Deandre Hopkins uh, came back off of his uh, suspension strong. I mean, he, he's got pretty solid uh, uh, starting five right there. There's quarterbacks and wide receivers. His running backs fall off a little bit with Latavius Murray and K makers K makers. If he can come back and out of a game like he had last week, then James and then Max's team could be really good. But I don't think that I don't think that's something you can depend on. Um, he does have David Montgomery. Oh, it could be. Oh, you're a big Montgomery guy. I love David Montgomery. I think he's I think he's really good. I think he's yeah. really good. He's just stuck in Chicago, and anybody stuck in Chicago is just you're just like a bunch of retards trying to hump a doorknob, Ooh. watching them play offense, but. Uh, Oh, between Jonathan Taylor and David Montgomery, between those four, like he could have, he had really good running backs. He has a really solid offense. Then it's got to be really guys. frustrating for him because you think it's a really solid offense. It's Max has really not put up that many points. I know, but it, I mean, it's really it's really good it on looks, paper. It looks great. It looks great right. on paper. You know, yeah. it must be communism or something. Just only looks good on paper. Um, <laughs> I mean, Jerry Judy has had a very inconsistent year. Yeah. Uh, and so, I, you know, you uh, Keenan Allen didn't really play until two weeks ago. He's played really well since then, but he really hasn't played uh, until two or three weeks uh, ago. So, so I mean, you got to understand that throughout the year, he's had this all-star his, team. Here's that, his problem. He doesn't know how to field a defense. Look at yeah. his defense. Ooh. This is bad. This is all droppable. Other than Bobby Wagner yard. This is all droppable. Look at us. I mean, you you want some of them to do well, like I guess maybe because of their names, but even Biard has been droppable this year. Th- this is why he's 
he's fielding a completely droppable defense. Bobby Wagner's like, the only one worth holding on to. That's it. I like Holland. That's why he's had issues. He has a solid offense. He's he's one of our teams in our, our league, and I'm a sh- you should be ashamed to call him your brother. You say you oh, say it all day. Defense wins championships, and he's defense over here fielding one of the worst defenses in the league. Maybe not all year, but if he's going into the playoffs or trying to go into the playoffs with this, that, that ain't going to cut it, man. I don't think it's that bad. Look at the point that... totals. Nothing. Four, six, four. Uh, like I said, Bobby Wagner is good. Three, nine, zero, 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 one, five, six, one and a half, six, four and a half, one and a half. This is all crap. This is all crap, man. And this isn't his... just like it's all this all year. Keanu Neal hasn't gotten double digits the entire year. Why would you field him? Send him home. He's filling in for Antoine Winfield Jr. He's playing that. Who position. is also complete crap. So he Six, can guarantee four that. Four and a half, plays. two and a half, nine and a half, and multiple zeros. Not dependable. I know. Yeah, I mean, he's got some issues. He's definitely got some issues, but his offense uh, looks great. Gotta fix up that back yeah. end though. I think this is like the most underperforming team. He had Darren Waller earlier that didn't really pan out. Um, he's had some other receivers that just didn't really pan out. He's tried to trade some people around to get Derek Carr is really not the quarterback that you think he is. He's just not. He's not a good quarterback. He's not you a good fancy quarterback. Out of him because of his uh, weapons in front of him. You're like, he's got to be good, right? <laughs> he's like, his highest total was, was two weeks ago against Seattle. When he put up twenty six point seven five, like he doesn't hit thirty points, <laughs> he's probably going to hit forty or fifty tonight because he's an asshole and I need him to suck. I, I, I would, I wouldn't bet on a Thursday night game him doing crazy good. I All wouldn't right. bet on it. I against the Rams. I hope so. Oh God, I hope so. Anyway, let's 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 keep going. Let's keep going, Professor. Let's talk about the Professor. Oh, the Professor. Ah, He's another one of those people that everybody looked right and he looked left on Geno Smith there. Uh, yeah. You know, really thought he was not going to be good this year, but never underestimate the chip on the shoulder, man. Never under- underestimate the chip, you know. The- yeah, everybody gives him shit for being a rookie, but it's obviously not a rookie. No, no, not at all. But I mean, doesn't make rookie moves. No, he doesn't. Um, yeah. I mean, between. Gino and Ryan Tannehill at the top, both just, you know, Gino has been a QB one this year, which has been crazy. Ryan Tannehill hasn't lost his job, which is saying a lot more than most this year. Uh, Justin Jefferson has been great. Debo obviously hasn't been what he was last year, but he still hits double digit points fairly often. And I thought Gabe Davis had a little bit better year this year. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. He just put up 30 against Pittsburgh, but everybody else, he puts up one fucking point. What a dick. What a <laughs> fucking bitch. Seriously, look at his point totals. He doesn't do jack shit all fucking year in Pittsburgh. He's like, oh, I would know how to play football. You fucking dick. Um, Nick Chubb, though, and, and DeAndre Swift at running back, I think those are both solid choices. He's got a decent team. He just – he really didn't – ever put together a very good defense. I think kind of like Max, he missed out on a lot of points there. He's yeah, most of them are droppable here. Yeah, that's what I that's what I figured. They're they're all droppable. Rashawn Evans is about the only guy worth keeping. That's about it. Um got a good team, just not good enough to make it to the playoffs here. 
like I said, I wouldn't have hold, hold on hold on to Debo. I would try to trade Debo at some point. I really honestly it's an okay think team. he's had it's an okay uh, QB two problems all single all year, and and you know it's one thing to draft quarterbacks high, which he didn't do. I mean, he was the lowest ranked quarterback person on the, you know, before the draft and he waited long enough. He'd stacked his team with receivers and had a few running backs and, and whatnot. Um, but if you have quarterback two that just doesn't perform, not even mediocrely, you know, mediocre, just does not perform at all. Um, then you're going to struggle. And so he struggled, he struggled with that. He struggled with injuries, um, you know, people in and out of the lineup. He struggled with that that Detroit running back situation. Um, you can't guess who's going to score in that Detroit yeah. running back situation. Jamal Williams, I mean, you'd have better luck trading away Chubb, getting a better quarterback, and playing Swift and Williams both at the same time. Um, and, and you know, it's kind of been a struggle for him. He's been a decent team. Yeah, it's, um, it's a decent bottom. team. You got Jefferson, who may be the best receiver in the league, and, you know, he's playing Detroit this week. He's Kind of put up some damn good points. I wouldn't count Cause not making the playoffs. So he's got to score 25 more points than Max, and Max and him both have to win. Um, You know, this team could make playoffs. And if he does make playoffs, then he could put up noise against Hedman for sure. But, uh, but yeah, no, he's got defensive problems for sure um, that he's got to fix. This guy got moves. I think he's got moves. Uh, he's got three moves. I think he's he's gonna move, uh, use a move for a defensive guy. I know he's been looking at that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll just we'll just have to see. I mean, he's um, professor is a good opponent. I mean, he's put up some good numbers mm-hmm. this year, and yeah, and you know, I I like what he's done, and you know, hopefully, hopefully he has a shot this year. Good luck this week, professor, for sure. Good luck. Let's talk about Camacho. Camacho has had to him what he has described as the most frustrating year that he's ever had in fantasy. Tell me about Camacho's team. Well, it's a bit unrecognizable, honestly, because if right. you look at the team he drafted versus the team he has right now, uh, I don't see anybody still on there. I think it's literally a completely new team 21 trades so, this year he's had 21 trades yeah that that sounds about right um but i mean if you look at he drafted he started with Dak prescott joe burrow and austin eckler none of them are on his team and if you look at his team right now it's davis mills bryce perkins and naji basically um, oh reek He's you know, he's got Reek, yeah. No, I just meant the quarterback, quarterback, running back situation, though. But yeah, he's got Reek there. He, he mentioned the other day that he's gone through uh, eleven quarterback changes this year, and as someone has gone through eight. That's it's it sucks every week, every every single week. You're just you're just sitting there dissecting, you know, taking off the best parts of your team just to try to fill a roster, basically, and. On top of that, you know, you're maybe trying to enjoy your Sunday or something. And meanwhile, John is snaking your backup quarterback and you're just like, you know, I just wanted to have lunch with my wife for a minute, you know, or something. Like, I didn't want to have to worry about having to pick up fucking Bryce Perkins or some crap like that. Yeah. So no, nobody wants to have to worry about that. So I, I understand. He's had a rough year. Um, 
you know, it happens to all of us at, at some point. Uh, I think that's kind of his own fault. I'm not going to hate on him. I'm not going to, but, but when you it's trade a for Matt hate. Stafford, that's, that's kind of, that's a, I mean, you're starting with a lot of hate. So trade for Matt Stafford. Just, just say that, you're starting up here. Yeah. Oh, trade start. For, oh, I did not the Stafford trade. Yeah. And we all you trade for Matt Stafford with a bum elbow. We traded Dak for Matt Stafford with a that's bum what, elbow. That That's what I was going to ask was where, where were the trades for Dak Burrow and Eckler, because those three guys gone are huge pillars to your team and are, you know, pillars on other people's teams now. So, like, and the, the, the other people that have those players are going into the playoffs. So that's what I'm saying. Like, this is a tale of two teams here, really. Uh, let's see. Oh, he traded away, well, it's Barkley Allen for Reek. That was actually not a terrible trade. Um, he actually had Justin Fields at one time. I mean, he's gone in circles here, but the uh, Dak Prescott for Boyd and Stafford ah, back in early October, you know, you just can't have that kind of allegiance to somebody. Um, especially when the when the medical records are out there, like it, we were just it was just a matter of time that they're they're going to have to like put them on the shelf, basically. Right. It sounds, it sounds like. Sounds like he started playing musical chairs, but never found a chair. He just kept going in circles, just kept trading. Right. He never, never really sat down and let some let people yeah. settle in. Um, yeah, exactly. He just kind of was searching for that that one Elusive. week. It's like, like it's like when you keep throwing bets and you're just trying to find that one streak to get you going, so you make all your money back. He never really did, and it was just one losing week after another. Um, it's rough. It's a frustrating season when you do that, when you trade for somebody to get hurt, you trade for somebody they underperform. That sucks. And I think that he did that a lot this year and, and it's uh, it's unfortunate for him. It's kinda kinda rough. So, you know, it sucks that he's eliminated from the playoffs, but you know, always next year and he'll he'll have a high pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he avoided last place, which is nice. He did. You cycle polar bears. Let me know. A, what do you think? What do you, what did he do wrong? What, why is he five and eight? Because he kept leaving the chat like a little bitch. <laughs> oh, sorry. Whoa, sorry. My bad. Oh. Um, I guess we can keep it to fantasy football here. But honestly, if he doesn't care to be in this league, I don't care to talk about his team. So. All right. Well, I will say that his reluctance to move Dalvin Cook Devonte Adams cost him his season. I think his reluctance to trade overall and let go of some of his pillars cost him his season. There is what we just talked about chase where we say that, you know, his team was never settled in and he traded way too much. And he musical chairs, polar bears had two. Two trades all year. That's terrible. That's not good for a team that's struggling, right? No, so no, when you not. get to that stretch run, you've got to negotiate with people. you got to say, hey, you're good here. I'm good here. Let's make both of our teams better. That's what trading does. You're not there to rip somebody off. You're not there to get ripped off. That's not what it's about. It's not – no one's going to try to slit your throat or whatever. Come back and say, hey, I'm good here. You're good here. Let's make both our teams better. Let's both make the playoffs. That's how trades are done. Okay. Um, 
Didn't do you that. Obviously, haven't traded the John very much. Well, John didn't make that many trades, right? So it's just one of those things where it's like you have to say, "Hey, listen, you need this. This will cover your bye week. This is whatever. I'm giving a little here. You give a little there. Let's make a trade. Get negotiate. But you cannot. And I repeat this: you cannot, by any means, say, "I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to trade with you. I don't care what kind of deal you're giving me." I'm not going to, and I feel like he did that to multiple players in this league saying, I'm just going to write out my team no matter what. Can't win like that. Can't win like that. It's not a very good team to start with. Right. They can't win like that. So, um, yeah, hopefully he has a better year next year, but but we'll just have to see. Rumham. Rumham. Oh, Rumham. Have you ever seen so many injuries on a team? He did go through a lot. Very a sure. lot. A lot of bad injuries. Um, yeah. A few notable ones in uh, Javante Williams, Trey Lance. Um, if you look at his draft, those Did he have Kyle two... Pitts, too? Didn't he have Kyle Pitts? He had Kyle Pitts for a long time, um, yeah. and he was reluctant Waiting to Waiting for him, him to do up. something, and then eventually he just got hurt. Right, and then, well, I mean, he traded him around, and he did get actually a good deal out of that. Um, but if you look at Rumham's team, uh, Trey Lance was number one pick. You lose your number one pick, yeah. you're in struggle. Um, yeah. He traded for Javante Williams. He traded Saquon Barkley, so he traded his second pick. Okay, so your first two picks get injured. I mean, that's... He just got eaten alive by injuries. There wasn't a lot he could do. And, you know, he he, he did not fill in correctly after that. I I just think it is, it's a bum year. You're going to have those. Yeah. You're going to have those injuries. And, and it's up to you how do you uh, react to them. And it, it was just too big of a hole for him to climb out of. Not only that, but I know he's been preaching that all year, but 2,216 points is almost – the best person in our league. His points against are 2,216 points. That means he almost faced Hedman every week. That's yeah. that's kind of rough. Um, you know, when, when you're doing that. It's just, that's... There's not much else to say, Trevor. You know, we're, we feel bad uh, for your for your team. I will, and... say, I will say, if you look at his draft, he went QB, RB, RB, tight end, QB. So... And his first QB took with Trey Lance, obviously, and got hurt, was out. In so, like the first game and a half. Yeah, exactly. So he he almost went basically Michael's strategy of going running back, running back to start. That's just it's just never a good strategy in our league. It's just not. Yeah. No, I I agree. I agree. Yeah. Let's talk about Darth Scott. Oh, but the I'll last one. On this one. All right. Listen, you're three and three in your last six, and some of these you beat me. Some of these most important games, you actually took down. Um, really, honestly, I don't think your team was that bad. Uh, from the from the jump, good either, <laughs> I think that you just kind of had some some issues, some problems. I you know for a long time you had Panthers. Yeah, you depend on the Panthers for more than half the season, and the Panthers have struggled real bad on offense. Um, 
you know, you've had running back problems pretty much all year, except for Josh Jacobs, who carried you most of the year. Um, you know, it's just one of those unfortunate years where you just can't get it all together. TJ Watt was out most of the year. That was a lot of your defense. But I, what I will say is you've kind of been a defensive whisper. Uh, you know, Tariq Woolen is somebody that you'll probably look at in, in the defense spot year after year after year. So, um, you know, proud of you for that on, on that end. Listen, I don't think you're the worst team. I really honestly think if circumstances were different, that Cameron's team would be worse, that, you know, this injury team with, with uh, Trevor's team would be worse. I really honestly think you, you got dealt a, uh, a bad hand. 1,757 points is not very much, obviously, for a year. No, no, um, I'm not going to cut it. But you have a chance to finish strong. Okay, this weekend, Cisco Eliminate, you have a chance to finish strong. You guys are evened out uh, in projections almost, and he's got kind of a struggling team. So there's a chance that you might not get last, that you get second to last, but uh, you tell me why you think you failed this year. You know, starting the draft, um, I really didn't – I didn't really didn't like any of the players I took. Uh, Kirk Cousins as your first pick is never very good. I took Najee as my second pick, and he had, he had his hurt foot to begin with. I traded him away, didn't get really that much for him. Matt Ryan is my next quarterback who, you know, really didn't even have his job for that long and probably should have lost it before then anyways. Um, really just didn't have very good draft, honestly. I feel like a lot of the players that I have on my team now were through trade or, or uh, free agent pickups. So really – I feel like I had a I had a late round pick in draft, and I honestly really don't like those. So I think if anything, if I end up with those again, I might just trade out of that because I like starting QB QB. And when you get your first QB at the end of the first round, you're just sitting there going, "Ugh, this guy sucks. I guess I'll take him." Basically, right. so it's it's never a good feeling. Basically, um, yeah, yeah, it was just tough, tough, tough year. I mean, I started eight different quarterbacks as well um so i had to deal with a lot of vultures and stuff you know john snaking my backup quarterbacks things like that so definitely a rough year i'm looking forward to the next one okay i'm excited for your next one too it seems like you know fresh starts are good for everybody next year you'll be somebody in the lottery somewhere in the lottery picking one of these top six players um so so yeah there's always there's always another year but Scott, it's always nice to talk to you. Always nice to get your thoughts on some of these teams and get a rundown and and kind of fill those complaints about people not talking about their teams. Nobody can complain because we talked about every one of your fucking teams. Um, Cameron might complain because I didn't talk about his team. Hold on. Let me talk shit about his team real quick. (laughs) All Um, right. I mean – if you draft Russell Wilson at the beginning of the year, I get it. At the beginning of the year, you're like, all right, great. But then after like three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, any amount of weeks of watching him play football, it was fucking like putting glass in your eyes. You could have traded him to Trevor at any point in the year and gotten a big return. He decided not to. That was stupid. Devontae Adams, you were expecting him to do great things. It took him a little while. He started doing great things. But after that, he has no wide receivers. Marquise Brown has been out for forever. Terrace Marshall Jr., who the fuck even are you? Like, this, he, he picked up Claypool, I think, three times and dropped him. 
and re-picked him back up thinking, oh, this is the moment. This is going to be when he's going to be really good. No, there's no moment like that. He went to Chicago and got worse, and you picked him up again. That's so bad. That's terrible, terrible decision-making. So, yeah, this is not a playoff team. It's not very good. His defense is okay. I'll give him that. And that's because I'm looking at Roquan. Oh, Jack's fanboard's pretty good. Um, he's got pretty decent defense. I'll give him that. But the offense has been – it's just – it's abysmal. Uh, yeah. Dalvin Cook hasn't been – he's just basically a shell of what he used to be, hit or miss. He's got a couple good games, but he's very hit or miss, not enough to depend on. And Miles Sanders is basically the same thing because Jalen Hurst sticks a lot of the rushing touchdowns. All right, now we're done. <laughs> now we're done. Now we're done. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for listening this week, and we will be back next week to talk about playoffs, talk about the NFL, and talk about our feelings. We'll see you guys then. Later. I guess. It feels good to be.